0: This episode is brought to you by Schmoozy, the new social media app that I'm loving and I know you will too. You can listen to all the full episodes of this podcast and discuss and engage with me on anything that me and my guests have talked about on the show. And that's only a fraction of what you can do on Schmoozy. Come over and let's expand on the conversations we're having on this show. Find me as Jewish Latin Princess on Schmoozy and you can even join one of my forums on building wealth. Download Schmoozy today. That's S-H-M-U-Z-Y shmoozy This episode is brought to you by Odeo Academy. Learn to build the career of your dreams in the fun, fulfilling, and lucrative industry of digital marketing without drowning in student loan debt, compromising your values, or working for peanuts. Learn to build your digital marketing career at odeoacademy.com forward slash jlp and claim a hundred dollars off your enrollment entering the code jlp at checkout Odeo is o-d-e-o check it out at audioacademy.com forward slash jlp and get a hundred dollars off with the code jlp jewish latin princess episode 152 chani Troy, host a boss madele and co-founder of schmoozy you're listening to jewish latin princess podcast by yael Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women. And from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at jewishlatinprincess.com, your host, Yael. It is rare to have an influencer and content creator talk about how hard it is to juggle it all, to change our mindsets around money, business, and more. Today, you get that rare opportunity because I have the beautiful Hani Troy. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. I'm Yael your host. Welcome to the show. As I said, today is a rare interview because I get to talk to someone who is fairly young, but really has become so honest, candid about what is important, what needs to change. She's just transparent. And again, sometimes that level of transparency, we reach it at a later stage in life. It's rare to see it so early. And she definitely is one of the most transparent, honest influencers out there. And I've been friends with Hani already for a couple of years. She's been a constant source of support for of this show and of any endeavor that I've put out. And today I get to share a little bit of who she is with you and also ask her about her latest endeavor, something I am personally crazy about, a sponsor of this show, the Schmoozy app. You may be familiar with Schmoozy because I have, again, mentioned it on the show before. And Hani and I talk about what it was like to start this we take a deep dive into the behind the scenes not just of schmoozy but of life in general Khani's life her work her evolution as a creative businesswoman a combination that is often hard to balance in a healthy productive way Hani has a lot to say about that here is the beautiful Khani erin troy
1: and joy welcome back to jewish latin princess it's so fun to have you here thank you y'all. it's always a pleasure chatting with you i know we did an episode a while back together and it's just so nice to be back on it's actually last time you were here you were part
0: of a group of it was a meeting of the minds between myself and a few of our colleagues this is the first time that i get the chance to have you solo on the show so i'm very excited to do an exclusive and pick your brain about everything that's been going on in your world, podcasting, design, social media apps. I mean, like there's so much people from Hani that, I mean, gear up because here we go. First of all, Hani, I want us to get started with um, kind of where we left off because back then when we had that conversation, which was pre-pandemic I think it was mm-hmm. almost three years ago you were running your interior design business and you were hosting your podcast Boss Mado but I understand that Boss Mado has been taking a different turn there's been a pivot in what you're doing what kind of um, content you're featuring so I'd love for you to get us started with that what has been that transition like what what led you to it? What is it that you're dialing in that you're seeing that this is where you want to go? Let's go there. What, what What's going on with Bosnado?
1: Okay, so for starters, I just want to say a disclaimer here. We're talking about design, and I'm currently sitting on my husband's old ratty office chair, which desperately needs to be reupholstered. I'm actually going to be reupholstering it in a leopard print, which I thought you would love. I love that. <laughs> So I have to just bring you back just so that we can record a video on the leopard chair. There you go. Exactly. So just for people who are watching, this is not my chair and this would not have happened if I was responsible for this room, but I finally put my foot down anyhow. So back to, to my design business. So yes, while I was, um, you know, being introver- interviewed, by you, I was still practicing interior design and I'd started this podcast and I kind of knew I was one foot in one foot out with interior design. Mm. Um, Yes. Yes. Now, I think the reason is I, I should have viewed interior design as a hobby. You know, it's one thing to enjoy something. I also love cooking. That doesn't mean I should have a catering business. Mm. It's one thing to look at something as a hobby. It's quite another to look at it as do you have the skill set to successfully run, implement a business, make enough money, two very different things. And while I'm very creative, um, a lot of what interior design, you know, entails is construction, purchase orders, planning, details. And I definitely would have been better in a stylist, better suited for a stylist position or something that was a little more creative based. But it was really a struggle for me for many years. I kept telling myself, you know, just push through. You, you, you do like part of it. And I did, but I liked about 5% of it. Wow. Honey, I did not know that. Yeah. And I think one day I'll go back to it in a different capacity, maybe some other way. But but between not really loving it and having young children, not living your family, working really long hours and hustling, it it was I was starting to get really exhausted and like emotionally depleted.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're not taking clients right now.
1: No. So I stopped. And that was hard because believe it or not, I mean, there were some clients, first of all, I had lovely clients, and there were some projects that I was emotionally kind of tied to, and I did enjoy parts of it. So that was really hard to tell, like some of my favorite clients, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, And I do miss that interaction with them. And I miss parts of it. You know, there were, like I said, there was a small percentage of me that really loved certain aspects. But overall, there was this tremendous freedom that I felt once I was able to let go. I think sometimes we hold so tightly onto things and we have a very rigid image of what we want them to be, what we want our goals to be, or, you know, an outcome. And sometimes it's okay to let go and maybe revisit at a different time.
0: You know, it's so interesting that you say that because when I had Marla Leticia here a couple episodes ago, she was talking about the fact that we can never get too emotionally attached to a business And like you just said, there is sometimes a time where you feel like, let me let go of this. um, If, if, if I'm feeling called to do something else. Now, I don't know if you knew that I also ran an interior design business. Yes, I did. And it got to the point where very similar to you, I had to put draw a line in the sand. and said, in 2019, I will not take any interior design clients. I'm going to give myself the year to see where this thing that I feel so called to do is going to take me. And at the end of that year, I said, and again, I kept getting calls and it was so hard to say no. And then 2020 rolled in and it was like my super year and I've never looked back. That's it. I, you know?
1: Yes. See, so sometimes, but it's scary. That first step is really scary because it's go what you know,
0: it is scary. Cause if you're, you're good at what you're doing,
1: like, I'm sure, you know what
0: I mean? You're good at it. It's, it's producing revenue, but something is not adding up. So it's like getting, it's also having a little bit of, or a lot of that abundance mindset of saying I'm not tied to the money. The money's going to come somewhere else. And my soul is calling me another direction and kind of like giving ourselves a permission to explore that. So um, I, I wasn't even thinking that this conversation was going there, but it's so interesting that we've had very similar journeys
1: in that regard. And I totally did not know that. I thought you were doing design the whole 2020. No, I slowed down. And what's interesting is what you're talking about with mindset. I actually just wrote that word down because I would say only really recently in the past couple months has my mindset really shifted to that of how can I make money? Mm -hmm. So even though I was making money and I was working hard, I was coming from a place of am I good enough? Did I do a good enough job? Am I really worthy? Now you can work like a dog and you can have twenty projects, but you will not make enough money if you come from that mindset. And It took me years to get over that mindset of asking for too much money is greedy, or you're not worthy enough. It's it's really tough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that we can overcome. I'm glad you mentioned it because a lot of people when I when I teach a money mindset, when I teach financial concepts and whatever, people sometimes or very often entrepreneurs think, well, I run my own business and the financial part is just something separate. And I always like to tell people that it's not true because this money mindset is going not only because practically speaking, you have to have a Seder and order to the finances of your business. But on top of that, the money mindset is going to come and trip you over time and time again. And you need to, charge you need to charge well you need to this is a business it has to make money so uh, for anybody listening it's super important as entrepreneurs to really stay on top of this
1: yes and i also want to add that i you know so i started the, my podcast because i had this frustration of were there enough women really talking about these ideas, right? The struggles of running a business, the struggle of being a mom, and and particularly in my case of being a Jewish Orthodox mom and making Shabbat every week. There were different obligations that I was faced with that not everyone had. And it was a real struggle to juggle it all. And the more I started to do these podcast episodes, the more I realized that, you know, even connected with mindset were these concepts of fear of failure fear of success in a way, mm-hmm. uh, not fully being honest about our shortcomings and being kind to ourselves and working on them. You know, Rather, we kind of tend to be very critical of ourselves. So all these concepts are also tied into self-worth. And so I really started to explore them with guests. And as I started talking more with them, I realized, oh my gosh, I- I'm not doing what I'm talking about. And so there was this realization of, okay, time to slow down, time to let go of the design business. Let's kind of rewrite the script in my brain to you know, continue in a better direction.
0: Wow, wow, that is amazing what you just told me. So now let's talk about the podcast because the podcast has been going on for a while. Very successfully, I would say, you've had a tremendous, great time doing this, great guests, great content. You recently told me that you're honing in to something that started as a book club. So
1: tell us about that. Okay, so when I started the podcast, as you know, Yael, there weren't a lot of um, podcasts geared towards Jewish women. Mm -hmm. And um, in the past year or so, there have been many more, which is really nice to see and I'm all for it. But what I realized is perhaps I need to carve out a little niche for myself. And I'd started the book club last spring when this country was in total upheaval and we were scared and we were anxious. And I thought, what's a nice way to bring women together from all backgrounds, but we're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about any topics that are going to get people anxious. We're just going to connect with something that is as neutral as love of reading. And so I started it and I started interviewing Jewish women authors I created this book club, we meet once a month, and it's a really nice group of women from all different backgrounds, which was my goal. Mm -hmm. And the more I started to interview authors, and I love to read, the more I thought, I think I have something here. So I'm currently working on producing more content that is geared towards readers. um, And just women who have written books on various topics, it could be therapists, it could be, you know, someone in the health and wellness industry. And of course, just authors who write fiction, nonfiction, but that's kind of where I'm I'm headed. And um, I think it's nice to kind of carve out a niche and to find your tribe, you know, amidst podcast listeners.
0: What I like about this story is, and I don't know if you even noticed this, but it's like, you followed what the audience was saying. Once you open that book club, it's like a lot of your people came and they stayed. And so it's like, oh, there's something here. Like, this is really something that I'm serving them with this. So that's the hint that I need to go into that direction and go, you know, do a deep dive and then see where that takes me. But this is important to understand because it's very often we just leave our ideas like, Oh, I have an idea. Like it's in my head, but it's, that's not enough. Like we have to know what other people want and need.
1: Yes, exactly. Now I will say that very often when I do a big Instagram influencer, I will still get, a lot more downloads so now I know kind of what my core audience is who they are Mm -hmm. and because I can now tell by the numbers you know based off who's coming who's tuning in consistently and who's tuning in when it's someone great which I still appreciate I love all the support all the downloads I'm very grateful for any busy mom who tunes in but it's actually given me a much clearer idea of who do I need to target so it's interesting
0: That's so interesting. And in the middle of this project, although I heard that you have
1: another podcast, I want
0: to get to that. But even before that, the big announcement came that you launched a project with your husband, a social media app, a schmoozy. Tell us about that. How did this idea come about? Um, And perhaps, again, what was the need that you identified that led you down this path, which I'm sure, honey, you hadn't really planned for. So how did this happen?
1: If someone would have told me two years ago that I would be marketing a tech product, an app, I would have laughed. This is my husband's passion project. His baby For took him five years. Uh, And it started off uh, with him seeing this tremendous frustration on my part. There you go. Yeah. See, a pain point. There was this big pain point of jumping from WhatsApp where I had to keep track of all my kids' messages from their teachers to my email to um, Instagram. And then um, I felt guilty that I wasn't on Facebook. At that point, I was using Pinterest a lot for work. So I was jumping on all these platforms and I felt really overwhelmed. And he thought there's got to be a more seamless way to do this. So that was kind of the start of it. And this was before Instagram lives, before people wanted even more of a connection. This was kind of still very, you know, uh, one-sided, you um, you know, Instagram at that point where just was just a grid with pictures, but still there was this pressure to go on, particularly if you were in design. Yeah. And so it was really a way to simplify things. And then as all these social media apps started growing more and more, we realized, wow, okay, there is a need here for engagement, authentic conversation. People don't want to just look at something. They want to be invited in. They want to share their opinions. And so that's kind of where Schmoozy started to uh, come about.
0: That sounds like a great idea. Now, what what happens when you guys sit at the kitchen table and kind of like bounce off ideas of what this this is going to look like? Give us the behind the scenes.
1: (laughs) So I the truth is, I can't take the credit. My husband has a wonderful uh, partner programmer who is just as creative as he is. Um, Same kind of energy go, go, go. Nothing scares them. Very entrepreneurial spirit. And the two of them have collaborated for years, crazy hours. Um, and so I would give my input here and there, but I really wasn't involved in building the product. Um, you I would, the market. You're like the, the customer avatar. <laughs> correct. I would test it out. I would give feedback. Um, and yes, I was a guinea pig. I really was. Uh, and it helped that I was a podcaster. And as we started to we did a soft launch and we started testing the product. We started to see that there were so many creative women out there um, and men, you know, um, influencers, podcasters, bloggers, food stylists, creatives, who were churning out content constantly for social media. And they felt they had to, right? Because if you take a step back, someone else is gonna swoop right in and take your place. So churning out content daily, some of them loved it. Some of them loved and hated it. Mm-hmm. And one of the big issues we realized was that not, you're not necessarily making money. You're providing a lot of free content. So one of the latest things that we're working on on Schmoozie is this idea of having channels or forums that some of them can be free. And then there'll be premium content where you will pay a certain amount to join your favorite influencer's feed, and you can watch videos and discuss ideas. And someone can have a book club. Someone can have a cooking class. Someone can have a money class. Um, and just we're trying to build a better platform where both the user and the influencer feels like it's worth their time. You know, they don't come off depleted. They feel like they've had great interactions with people. They both benefit. Um, And it's an interesting process because we're going against the grain. We really are.
0: That is really amazing. Before I dive in a little bit deeper on what we can do in Schmoozy, because I want everybody to get really clear. And after this interview, go and download the app and follow us both there and interact with us both there. But you mentioned that your husband is an entrepreneur. He was an entrepreneur even before Schmoozy. And so it begs the question from your end, how is it as a wife, whenever your husband comes up with these ideas or the idea, when you, you kind of express a pain point and he's kind of like chewing it over. And then one day he says, you know what, I think I'm going to run with an app for this. I'm going to solve these problems. And how do you react as a wife? Because everybody's a little bit different, but this is important to
1: talk about. I think I've always had a bit of that entrepreneurial spirit as well. So I admire it, but I'm not going to lie. At times it's very scary. We are trying to build a very large platform and we're still a mom and pop team. Mm-hmm. and um, we've gotten great feedback. But yes, there are days that we both wake up with that pin our stomach of we are doing something really big, and it's really scary. I also come from a family where my parents were, you know, my dad was an academic, my mom was a teacher. Wow. Uh, you know, their idea of being financially secure is a nine to five, very safe job. And while they definitely, you know, appreciate what we're doing, I think at times they are a little nervous, like, what what are you guys doing? Um, and that's hard. If if you grew up in a certain mindset to get out of the box can be really scary. Uh, so anyone out there who's trying something new and taking a risk or going out on a limb, I, I definitely will tell you that that fear, like that's not, a, you know, that's a big deal to kind of work through it. And there are times you work through it hourly, literally in, in one yeah. day.
0: Yep. Yeah. I believe you. I believe you. I've been there with my husband and it's, no coincidence that God kind of gave you the kick because see how you decided before going, before your husband said, we're going to try this app. We're going to do this venture. You had already let go of your interior design business, which makes it all even scarier. I would think, right. It's like, Oh, but we don't really have that revenue come that source of income right now. And now we're going to go do this. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, it's very scary. But I will say, if you create the space for the yes, like you leave the no, and it, because there's no way I could do interior design and do my podcast and do Schmoozy. And while my podcast itself does not make a lot of income, it has been a wonderful platform to explore how it connects with Schmoozy. It's given me great opportunities and I've built relationships with other people through my podcast. So it's actually been a great way for me to communicate, you know, the, the, I guess the, the key points of Schmoozy to other people, it's given me a great way to kind of test it out. If I didn't have my podcast, I think we would be 10 steps behind where we are now.
0: Yeah, good point. Cause you really understand the value proposition of the platform. Yes. And one of the big differentiating factors of it is the whole podcasting aspect that is tied into the app, which is something we don't have on Instagram. We don't have on Clubhouse. So why don't we go there? Why don't we talk a little bit about, because we have so many new social media apps, new kid on the blog, talk about Clubhouse, right? But how is Schmoozy different?
1: Okay, so that's an interesting point you bring up. That's probably the number one response that I get from most people. Sounds great. Great idea. Love it. Can't open another app. So what I my answer to that is basically this, especially for podcasters, but really anyone. A lot of these apps are very one-dimensional, like we said. So, you know, you could go on one app and it's very visual and you get to like pretty pictures. You go on another one and you hear a conversation. What Schmoozy does is you have the ability, and this is whether you have a business or not. It could be, you could just be a mom who wants to showcase your beautiful dinners. You can have a feed where you can post unlimited audio, video, voice pics, which are really cool. It's a picture you kind of record over it, text, you know, anything like that. Then what you do is you get to create these forums, which are these discussion boards where people can really start talking about different topics. Now, if you're a busy influencer, you don't have to be on those forums for the discussion to be happening. So people can be creating content under your brand without you even being there. So if I do a podcast on, let's say, mental health, and I do a forum on it, I can have 20 people discussing yoga and meditation, vitamins, and I'm not even on there. And boom, someone comes on Boss Made On Schmoozy, and there's a great forum for them to join. So we really wanted to ease the pressure on influencers and business owners when it comes to content. For podcasters, it's also great because you can listen to an episode. And then you have a place to discuss it. So, you know, in the past, I would have a great episode and I would get 20 DMs, oh. loved, loved the episode on grief, loved this one's perspective on grief. And I'd be like, wonderful, so nice, but no one sees those messages. So here you jump on a platform and you could join people and talk about it. And I think that's what podcasters really want is you want to cultivate your community.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I think that's a very good point. I could totally relate because also you want those humans to connect. It's yes. like, it's great that I have one conversation via DM with a listener who enjoyed this aspect of the episode, but wouldn't it be nice if she also connects and hears what this other person who's on the other DM telling me about this other part of the interview, like you want them to interact. And outside of Schmoozy, there was really no other way unless we hosted like some virtual summit every time we aired an episode, which we're obviously not
1: going to (laughs) do. Correct. Correct. And we are actually working on live as well. So in the next, you know, short while that should be available. So again, the idea of being able to interact through seeing a video of someone, a live interview or a podcast episode, you'll have the option of any of those.
0: I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. I'm, I'm I'm, loving the app. I'm loving what I'm seeing now, just so everybody knows, because you've yes. got to mention it in passing. I'm, you know, I'm a mother too. But your mother <laughs> three very active boys. Is it three? Two, two? okay. They're
1: active, they're very, very active. They're active, that I know, <laughs> that I know. <laughs> There's kind of a joke in the neighborhood about it. Like, oh yeah, that one fell off the monkey bars again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, everybody, this is true. Anytime I
0: call Hani, oh, I'm running to the doctor. Yeah, I think he has a something with his
1: elbow, his wrist. Oh my, okay, people actually call me now to ask if like their kid had got a hairline fracture. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you officially. But yeah, that sounds like a hairline fracture. Take him in or don't because I've done this quite a bit. (laughs) Right. So on top of all this, on top of helping your husband with
0: schmoozy and leading the pivot um, of the, of the boss made podcast and keeping up with that and parenting, you have started something new with your father that I would love for you to also share with listeners.
1: And how did that come about? Okay. So that came about, I was talking to Rivka Slonim. and I was interviewing her mm-hmm. and my dad used to speak at all these like Chabad house campuses uh, because he's, he was a professor of science and he was also, uh, you know, a religious Hasidic man. So he was able to kind of combine those topics. He was often asked to speak and she said, how's your father? I wish he would still speak more. And I'm like, well, he's kind of retired. And then I thought, okay, what can I do with him? That would be super easy. He just can't leave the house. Right. Um, that. I can kind of, you know, encapsulate some of his wisdom, but for a young, maybe a younger audience. And so I thought about doing a podcast with him. And um, at first, he's like, what's a podcast? <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll help you. He knows I have one, but he's, he's not very tech savvy at all. So, you know, but we figured out Zoom. It was really easy. And the idea was I I generally have these conversations with him, usually on Sunday, but sometimes during the week over the years of just when I've had struggles, he's always given me such great advice and perspective and, you know, a wisdom that obviously comes with age. And so I thought, why can't I share that with people? And so every, well, it's not every Sunday, but when we sit down, I share with him a struggle and then he offers like a Hasidic perspective uh, about it. And uh, that started recently. And to be honest, I'm gonna see how often I can do it because my plate is very full, but that's just more of like a pure passion project and kind of like a, a nice spiritual opportunity for me to kind of connect with my dad and you know bring something really nice out there to my listeners.
0: Are you looking for a career path that is flexible, satisfying, and well-paying? Do you have a knack for psychology? You're good with words and you're fearless when it comes to tech. Digital marketing sounds cool. That's because it is. And guess what? You can learn to build a digital marketing career without studying for four years, compromising on your values, or working for peanuts. Odeo Academy is the professional and comprehensive way for uber smart, creative women to move into the fun, fulfilling, and lucrative industry of digital marketing without going to college, drowning in debt, or leaving your home. Check it out at odeoacademy.com. Forward slash JLP, and be sure to use the code JLP at checkout to claim a hundred dollars off. But hurry! Audio Academy starts March first. Audio is O D E O. Head over to audioacademy.com forward slash JLP and enter the code JLP at checkout to receive a hundred dollars off. Because the truth is, we as Jewish people, we really believe in the wisdom of the older age, we really respect that. And so any way that we can give voice to that, and there is so much wisdom. It's like whenever I interview a guest that's years ahead of me, like you can see it's like I just want to, I want to just sit with them for hours because there is so much there that life experiences taught you and the Torah learning and all of it combined, there's just nothing like it. So true. And we don't often have access to it. You know, some of us don't have our parents or some of us, you know, whatever it is, like, so I think it's a beautiful initiative. And I would think that your listeners, the quality of listeners that you have, and, you know, being attracted to the, to the books and the book club, they really would take to this new,
1: but it's a separate podcast, right? It's a separate podcast, yes. But ex- you're right. There's a lot of crossover. Okay. And uh, we air- aired it initially exclusively on Schmoozy, but it will be available on iTunes and Spotify. And we'll probably do some exclusive content for Schmoozy uh, listeners as well. Oh, that's so cool! So, what's the name of that podcast? Okay, that's called "Something from Nothing: Conversations with My Father." Oh. And "Something from Nothing" is one of his favorite Hasidic concepts, and he will explain it more in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I took that, and uh, it's it's been great. I'm going to be releasing the second episode this week, and um, I'm really excited about it. But I do want to say, so I my plate is really full, <laughs> and I don't want people to think like, "Oh, she just does it all." I don't. I'm really trying to figure out how to do it all. Um, it's funny, like I'm, I'm recording this on my desk. I have like little post-it notes of like hours that are blocked out for like when I work. And I have hours blocked out for self-care. And, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. I wish there was like this perfect equation. There isn't. But... um. You know, obviously priority is schmoozy priority is bringing in income, which is very important for creatives. We often don't prioritize that. And then when I have a couple hours here and there, I can, you know, edit a podcast late at night or read a book by a new author, but that's secondary. Um, And I just wanted to be clear because that, that can be tricky to do it all. That is very tricky. I'm glad you brought it up.
0: But now I do have to commend you on the fact that you did very clearly say priority is schmoozy. It's like you've really established, like, yes, I have these passion projects and they're great, Mm -hmm. but here is a business. Here's a business that my husband needs my support, whether it be, you know, long-term or whether it be temporary until you hire somebody else out or whatever those choices you guys get to make. But it sounds like you're really taking it very, very seriously, like you're really working on this.
1: Yes, you know it's interesting. Um, I also started recently learning Tanya, um, mm-hmm. and for listeners who don't know, it's a it's a book written by the first Chabad Rebbe, and in a sense, it's a lot of psychology. Really, it's brilliant. and And one of the ideas was, you know, what is what is an evil inclination, or what is it that sometimes steers us in the wrong direction? And there's this idea that often it comes under the guise of something holy, right? Mm-hmm. So very often I'm like, well, I have to do this episode. It's gonna to touch so many people, it will be so beautiful. And that's all good and well. But what's really holy right now, what's really important for me right now is to focus on helping support my family, support my husband and grow our business. So yes, well, I can release probably 20 beautiful episodes with my father in, in two weeks time, or you know, or, or interview an author that might touch hundreds of people that's great. And I can do it, but only after I focused on my priority and I realized, and I hope I'm saying this in a clear enough way, but we often think, you know, this is important. That's important. And sometimes it is. And sometimes it's our Yetzir our evil inclination, kind of mixing things up for us mm. and making money is holy. Supporting your family is holy. That's the holiest thing you can do. I think your father would be very proud of you yes. right now, Connie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to send
0: them this part of the interview so that they're not nervous that you guys are entrepreneurs. Like <laughs> they, they should hear your parents, that you have it all very clear.
1: Yes. But, it you know, it took time, y'all.
0: It really did. Yep. Yep. Listen, it's it's work. It's work. I think also there's there's a lot that we've been conditioned to believe around money, around women in business, that there's so much kind of garbage that we have to kind of like clean up Mm -hmm. um, and doing things like what you just mentioned, learning Hasidic philosophy and, you know, helps you understand, oh, this is really the way I need to be thinking. This is, this really doesn't serve me. Um, These things help
1: us clear the garbage. Pretty much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm very open about it. I've done therapy. Um, you know, there's not much room to hide your garbage in therapy. So you start to, you know, really <laughs> uncover your mindsets about self worth and respect and time management and money, whether you want to or not, directly mm-hmm. or indirectly. And of course, like you said, you know, looking at your core ideas around money, being a woman, and um, what that really means. Amazing. It's uh, it's not coincidental. Nothing is coincidence. But it's, it's just so
0: funny that we're having this conversation on International Women's Day. It just dawned on ah, <laughs>
1: right? me. We didn't
0: plan it, but here we are. Here we are. So talking about money, by the way, I'm just going to ask you, and I'm mm-hmm. sure maybe I've asked you this before, because I know you're the type that keeps up with the money. Do you manage the finances at home or do you do them together? Do we,
1: do okay, we do them together. I have to be honest. I'm not great at it. I do it, but it's like flossing, like, oh, I have to do it. And I I start to realize that I've got to have a better attitude towards it Mm. because that's the only way that I'll really, it will really become a good, you know, key habit. Um, But it's, it's a struggle. I will say that. So
0: that was actually my question. My question is, what is one habit that you, one financial habit that you practice that you feel, you know, it keeps things in order for you and your husband, or maybe it's a habit you do together. Is there, there's one particular financial habit?
1: Yes. This one I'm very proud of. I've worked very hard at this one. I have two huge freezers at the back. I do bulk ordering for all my proteins. I'm really good with meal planning. I do a once a month Costco shop, a once a month Amazon shop, and that saves a lot of money rather than running to the store every other day. Because let's face it, every time I run into Target, I don't just walk out with Tide pods. I walk out with 500 other things. So that's something that I've mastered, but it took a while. (laughs)
0: I might have to pick your brain because honey, to be honest, I don't meal plan. And I know that I should, the minute you said I meal plan, what? Like one minute, I I can't, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like I've tried and I fail miserably every single time. So maybe you can give me some, some, some tricks there, because I know that it's, it's not just because you save money, but
1: you also save time and head space. Right, totally. energy, <laughs> totally. I used to hate meal planning because I would be very rigid about it. This night I'm making pasta on this night. So I don't really do that. What I do now is I know exactly what kind of proteins I need. So let's say once a, meet, once a week, I need a ground meat. Once a week, I need a salmon. Once a week I do a tilapia. Once a week I do a chicken. So then when I'm doing my protein order, it's really easy. I times that by four, you know, or whatever it is. So I make a general list and then I have a rotation of about 10, 15 recipes. And so depending on my, and I always take out protein the night before. And then depending on my day, if I'm having a crazy day, it might just be salmon with Dijon mustard and maple syrup thrown in the oven. And if it's a less of a hectic day, I might make a chicken curry. Right. So that's kind of really what I do is I just plant proteins. Um, and I have, you know, general ingredients. I always have in my pantry. I have a huge backhouse. So that's kind of where I store things in bulk, mm-hmm. um, but I don't get too rigid because when I would try to, it would always backfire a kid would get sick i would have a meeting and then my big fancy dinner never came through so maybe, maybe i'm not doing
0: it that it sounds like i'm doing yeah. it the way
1: you're doing it so i shouldn't be so hard on myself people. no okay. you can wing it you can wing it as long as you've got a protein defrosted in your fridge by <laughs> noon you're kind of good right so that that i'm really good at and i like the night before like we
0: do an order ahead of time like i know i need this much ground beef i need this many chickens i need that and then the night before, I kind of like, no, okay, I'll make, meat mm-hmm. or I'll make salmon or whatever. Um, yeah. okay. I'm good people. All right. Now okay. let me ask you this. What's one, you're very big on self care. I know. And guess what? You mentioned it. You said that there's like a time block for self care. So what's one like we talked about financial habit or a habit that affects your financial life, but what's one life habit that you practice that helps keep you grounded?
1: I try to. Uh, this is very unusual in American society. I'm a big napper. I love to nap. You've uh, told me that before. And I want to tell you, anytime I take a nap, honey, I think of honey and a I'm so happy. That's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> really yes. You know, I've, I'm a very energetic person. Uh, and so I tend to tire myself out. And some nights I sleep great and some nights I don't. And so I, even if I could do a half hour nap, and I saw this from my mother, who was great with this, wow. half hour nap, and then a nice green tea or a cup of coffee, uh, then I can kind of face the second wave of the day, dinner, homework. And very often after that, I do a little more work. So I, I really need my energy. So I try to do that. And I also try to take like a half hour power walk every day, which I can do because I live in LA and the weather is, you know, pretty right. decent. Do you go in the morning or you just take a break during the day to let's go out? Honestly, at this point, it's whenever I can grab it. Right. So like I'm at sneakers already now. And then whenever I have like a half hour lull, I'll just go for it. You know,
0: it's so funny because I should definitely learn from you about the napping. It's really hard for me to nap. So that's why whenever it does happen, I, I think of you like Hani would be proud. My husband would be proud. My husband is just like you. He's a master at it. No way. Yes. Like he will come home from a very crazy day and still have like a class in the evening and he'll just take a nap. He'll lie down and he'll be out for a solid 40 minutes. Or if it's like he came home early, but he still has to go to shul. Alarm goes off. He's off to go. And then he can teach in the evening and I'll be a mess during the day, like a wreck and still not lie down and be able to like just turn off. Yeah. It's, it's rare that I do it, but whenever I do
1: it, it's definitely better. It's worth it. Well, I've read that even if you just relax your body, even if you don't sleep, mm-hmm. it has some really great benefits. So, so maybe- then, if you turn off the phone, because my yeah. phone is what does the you turn I off, turn off phone. my phone. I have emergency call set for my kid's school, obviously. Yeah. And that's it. No one else. So that means we have people, we have to get regular alarm clocks, you know, like those gadgets that they used yes. to sell back in the day. <laughs> exactly. I know I've silenced everything. I silence Instagram I, for that half hour. It's completely silent. And then when I wake up, I ho- well, that's the only thing. So I forget to turn it back on again, that's yeah. an issue. But yeah, generally I try to just take a break from Amazing. the screens.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Well, now I'll have to report back to you, although I'm getting a lot better about sleeping at night, but um, yeah, it can get a little crazy sometimes. Especially when you're producing content and podcasts and this and things like, you know, you you feel like you're running behind and you need to edit something and you want to get it out on time, whatever. You just, you know how it goes. It's yeah.
1: oh yeah. It's and sometimes good. I'll do a late night where I'm editing till 10, 30 11. And then I'm just, I'm on. I can't shut down. Yeah, we are on because we're also wearing the computer or sometimes I teach
0: classes at night. So then my adrenaline is super high by the time I am able to unwind, it gets really, really, really late. Now I want us to get back to Shmuzi because I want okay. you to tell all of us how we can get on this app. What do we need to do?
1: Okay, very simple. You basically enter your phone number. There's like a code that you get and that's it. You're in. Now, the actual platform has three different parts. So there are feeds, um, very similar to other social media platforms where you can scroll through someone's feed. There are forums that are public that anyone can talk to each other about, like we mentioned. And then there are private forums, very similar to WhatsApp. Uh, for families, friends. Now, someone who has a brand, let's say I'm Boss Medel, you're Jewish Latin Princess, you'll have your brand and you'll have your forums, but you can also sign into other public forums under a different setting where you're anonymous. So if I want to join a forum on mental health, but I don't want everyone to know that I'm Boss Medel chiming in, I can just be Hani or Sarah, my second name. Well, now everyone knows who I am. on <laughs> am So we've really created to kind of protect someone's privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it also gives ability for influencers to join just as a regular person. What if you'd want to just not be, you know, your, your influencer name that day. So that's really nice. We also really want the small businesses and the bloggers and podcasters and Instagram users who have smaller numbers to still be able to reap the benefits, right? So other platforms, if you have under a certain amount of people, you kind of get penalized. You can't do swipe ups. So Schmoozy is not like that at all. You can have two followers, a hundred followers, a thousand, and all the opportunities uh, to produce content are still available to you. Uh, So that's really nice. And as I said before, we are constantly updating the app. So a live video will be coming soon. A Way to Monetize, that will be available soon. Um, And I think that's going to be a real game changer for a lot of the creatives out there who love what they do, but want to be a little more financially savvy about how they're doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like what you said about connecting with your audience without having to fight the algorithm, which is like a constant war. <laughs> right.
1: so hard. It's so hard. And also to really, I'll give you an example. Let's say my book club, you know, I wanted them to vote on a title for our book club pick of May. Now mm-hmm. I can do it on another, another platform where, you know, there's a poll and that's it. Or I've done it on the schmoozy book club forum where I show them all the pictures of the books They say which ones they want. They can talk with each other about, hey, you know, this one sounded good. This one doesn't look so great. Oh, I heard about this one. There's so much more interaction that I can get from my listeners to make really good choices about the content that I then produce. So that's really nice. Yeah, it definitely is a more two-sided, two-way conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. So honey, let's do
0: something really fun that I know you've heard a million, million times because you're yes. a private listener of the show.
1: I think that's how we connect it in the first place, right? We I think there. so. I think I popped on your podcast one day, fell in love and started listening to them, like to the point where my son was like, is that Jewish Latin princess you're playing in the car? <laughs> <laughs> that's he knows a lot of the episodes. It's hysterical.
0: I mean, you're not the first one to tell me that. Somebody also told me the other day. We're driving back. She called me from Argentina. She WhatsApped me. She has my number because she was my student later on. But she WhatsApped me. She said, So we're driving back from the beach, and my daughter is like, Is that yeah, L again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Connie, let's do this. Let's do okay. blanks, Shall we? Sure. All right. I'm Connie Erin Troy, and I feel most spiritual when. Prayer. That's such a
1: nice answer. I actually have gotten more into
0: prayer lately.
1: Oh, I, I, it's so hard for me. I'm not going to lie. There are days that all I think about is my Costco list. But then there are these little moments here and there that I'm like, "Ooh, I feel something greater than myself. Like I'm, I'm part of a much bigger picture. The other day,
0: you should know the other day, I said to my husband in the afternoon, I said, Oh, now I know why this day has been so off. I didn't Davin Shacharis. And he looked at me and said, I'm so proud of you. What? I'm like, oh, yeah, you didn't know. I've been davening in the morning, like the whole thing. But I should say it's taken me years to build up to this. Me too. Years to build up to it.
1: And you know what was
0: a big, big um, turning point? This is hysterical. My son ordered for himself a sitter, a prayer book. But he got the large size by accident with the big font. So he said, I bet mommy would like that. So I'm at a stage where I'm not really wearing glasses yet, but I probably should. So he just happened to have left it here before he went to yeshiva at, for me. And now that I have this great big sitter, I could sit in my kitchen Perfect. super comfortably with this big font. And I'm loving. Can you believe
1: that's all it took? Now I'm really into davening prayer. See. And I'll tell you, for us, when you're starting a business, you pray. I mean, even if I did it beforehand, I'm praying all day long. It's like, please God, let this email go the right way. Please God, let this phone call turn out the right way. Yeah.
0: Yes. This is a very, very good point. Yes. Invite God into your business. Invite God into your marriage. Invite God into your financial life. But really, really invite him. Like really, really ask, really say, really consult. I love that, Connie. All right. My favorite mitzvah or one I connect with the most is
1: Shabbos. Now I know Shabbat, I know a lot of people have answered that, but I think because of my creative background, I really enjoy like down to the flowers, to the cooking, to setting a beautiful table. It's one of those mitzvahs where I really feel like I'm able to channel my creativity. So I really enjoy it. Wow. Wow. Nice. My fondest, sweetest Jewish memory is. When I was younger, I used to go to the hospital to sing to the patients. Um, Yeah, we used to sing. We probably sounded horrible. (laughs) We were all off tune and (laughs) tone deaf. Now I'm looking back. I'm like the poor patients, but they were so happy. And it really, you know, you walk out of there. And even if you're an entitled teenager and I started younger and I did it for years, it makes you think about life in a different way. Wow. Um, yeah. So I would love for my kids to do that at some point. Wow. It's was just something organized
0: through school. Or? No,
1: I'd seen my sisters do it. And so I just, you know, I just kind of picked it up and it was something that in my community, a lot of the girls did do. We'd walk over to the Jewish General hospital or to old age homes on Shabbos afternoon. Um and sing to the patients. Um and yeah, it's something that that gave back to me so much more than than what I gave, you know?
0: Wow. I that that is a new one for me. Where did you grow up, honey? In honey? Montreal. That's what I thought.
1: All right. Yeah. Something I wish I'd learned about Judaism growing up is Oh, what we talked about today. Making money is holy. That's how you give your kids a Jewish education. That's how you host guests for your beautiful Shabbat meals, you need it. And I think I grew up where, you know, spirituality was the most important thing. And mm-hmm. Physicality, materialism was, was something, you know, that you hopefully didn't, you know, delve too much into, right? If you were really, mm-hmm. and um, really the part and parcel of the same thing. It's just a tool that enables you to live a beautiful spiritual life.
0: Yes, very well said. Exactly. Speaking of which, when I give to Dhaka charity, I like to give to... Usually Tom Chavez. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. And they really do such an, they're so, it's so
1: important. It is. They so do. And also you can go, like my boys could come with their stucco boxes, like overflowing with pennies and nickels where someone else would roll their eyes. Like, here we go. They're like, oh, this is wonderful. Thank you. And it's nice for, you know, kids to, to see that
0: it's it's more than nice you know what it is super super important for them also to have that vivid experience tangible experience of sharing their money of you know it's not enough to say to your parent oh yeah also give my mice or my tzedakah to whatever like you go and you give it to them yeah and see how they react and the, the whole thing it really starts building all these connections in them and all these experiences and then shape the mindset that they have around money and all that. So good for you that they get to do that too. And finally, I'm Fania and Troy. And today I feel
1: most grateful for breathing and walking. I mean, after, after this past year, and literally there are days when I'm like, oh my goodness, I get to take a 20 minute walk outside and I'm moving. And people used to say that I'd roll my eyes, like how cliche, but as we have seen, Oh my goodness. I'm the luckiest person alive to be alive. Seriously. And also yeah. you're
0: also kind of in the thick of it. I feel like LA really has had it um intense.
1: <laughs> we got it really bad and it was scary for a while. There weren't enough spaces in the hospital. They had tents outside for people. And doctors were just saying, even if you're sick with anything else, don't go in. There's no room. There's it, it was yeah, it was a little scary for a while. So we're we're over that, but definitely. We've had a tough year for sure.
0: Well, Kolakavad, you've done beautifully in a tough year and we look forward to following you inside Schmoozy. Listeners Thank should know you. that I also have a forum there where you can come and talk to me. We can talk about this episode and all the episodes. I also have a one on building wealth where we can dive in a little bit more deeply about on money and check out the app, download it right away. And now you know two people there, but you'll yes. know a lot more, right?
1: And if you have any issues with it, I mean, we're still mom and pop shop in the sense that I will personally answer. If you have a technical difficulty, just email me bossmadel at Gmail or on Instagram. And I'll literally put you in touch with the programmer and he'll walk you through what's going on, which you will not get in many other places. So there you go, people. Schmoozy's where it's at. (laughs) Thank you y'all for having me. It's such a pleasure.
0: It's always fun to talk to you. Thank you, Connie, for being here. Bye. Thanks to Khani Aaron Troy for stopping by. You can follow Khani at Boss Maidl on Instagram and inside the Schmoozy app, which of course you can download right away to start interacting with her. Also, start interacting with myself and start building your platform there about whatever you want and create a community or be part of communities and conversations that are already happening there. You can even listen to this podcast as well as Boss Maidl podcast all within the Schmoozy app. Now here are the takeaways. One, sometimes you have to close the door in order to go full in to a new opportunity. If you have a suspicion that you need to be serving the world in another capacity, draw the line in the sand and put a stop to what you're doing. Give yourself the space to explore a new avenue and see where God leads you. In other words, be available. Money is a great tool that you are going to need to build the beautiful Jewish life that you want to build. Three, it's not enough to do passion projects. Focus on the money-making activities and projects that tap into some of your talents and interests, but also generate the money that you want to build that beautiful Jewish life for yourself. Number four, take naps. If you're tired, just take a rejuvenating nap. Five, Pray to God. Pray, pray, pray. Formally or informally, talk to him and tap into infinity to go beyond what you can perceive. Six, meal plan. And you don't have to be super strict about it, but buy in bulk, especially your proteins, and then you will be facing the kitchen with with much more ease. Seven, tap into the wisdom of the elder around you. They are a gift in your life. And one of the best educations you can get is by having open conversations with them. Eight know you don't have to do it all you won't do it all know what you can and will do and be okay with that thanks again for being here i value and appreciate that you are here i know that your time is so precious and i hope that the time that you spend here is worth your while if you enjoyed this conversation be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and hey you can even share it with a friend via whatsapp text schmoozy you will get tons of new content we have tons of things coming up but i'm not going to get ahead of myself and i will probably be making a big announcement after passover and speaking of passover i wanted to let you know that there is an odeo academy cohort just for women starting on April 11th, intentionally designed so that Jewish women could join after the busy season of Passover. So if you're a creative and analytical woman who hasn't found a career path that you love, that fills you up and fills your bank account as well, Well, I really recommend that you check out Audio Academy's program to help you build a career in the fun and lucrative industry of digital marketing. And you will receive $100 off enrollment when you enter the code JLP at checkout at audioacademy.com forward slash JLP. And on my end, I have to say, I'm in the middle of some housework before Passover, plus all the new exciting things that I've been hinting at. And yes, I also, some of you may have heard on my email lists, particularly my Spanish email list and my Instagram that I opened a business mastermind for a select group of entrepreneurs. It's by application only. And you can apply at jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash apply if you want to apply in Spanish. However, I already got hints that you might want it in English. So just because i opened enrollment in spanish does not mean that the mastermind itself has to take place in spanish in fact i've asked in the application what language if they are comfortable with and very often my audience is bilingual and doesn't doesn't care if we run a program in english so um in order to serve the audience who might not speak spanish but might be interested we decided to open an application also in English for the business mastermind. You can get that at Princess.com forward slash mastermind. That's where your application will be. And it is specifically this mastermind is for the entrepreneur who already has a validated offer, whether online or offline, but wants to scale specifically in the online world. So I will be with you six weeks teaching you how to perfect, six months, I'm sorry, week by week for six months teaching you how to perfect your current online offers so that you can really scale your business or transfer what you've built online into the online space. I'm really, really excited about this program. It's been long in the making. A lot of people keep asking me, that they want the next level with me they want business they've already sorted out their finances and they want to really scale and make more money so this is what the mastermind is for so head over to com forward slash mastermind or com forward slash apply either or You can apply there in English or in Spanish. And again, I want to thank you for being here. If you need me, I can answer any questions on Instagram. I hope you're having a great week and that your Pesach prep is moving along nicely. See you here next time. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit
1: jewishlatinprincess.com.